You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Welcome to another edition of New Nintendo Podcast XL. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Hoff, and this is Reflections. Part 5, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. What to say about this game that hasn't already been said? This game, I don't remember it being such a huge departure for the series as it actually was. And I just beat it a few hours ago. Um, I, of course, played the Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker uh, HD remake, the Wii U one, which personally I think is the way to play it. Uh, But, you know, play it how you want to play it. Um, It was directed by Eiji Aonuma, uh, produced by uh, Shigeru Miyamoto with uh, Takashi Tezeku. Shout out to the composers uh, Kinsa Nagata, uh, Hajimi Wakai, Toru Minigishi, and uh, Koji Kondo did some uh, some of the uh, the music too. Um, so <clears throat> uh, this was the start of the uh, the timeline, the uh, the future timeline. Uh, that's within the timeline split here in uh, <clears throat> the Legend of, of Zelda within the the uh, the split. So it's the it's the future one. It starts it, and then after this is a direct sequel, uh, Phantom Hourglass, and then I think about roughly like three hundred years after is uh, um, Spirit Tracks, um, <clears throat> and those are the. Uh, that's that's how that timeline breaks out. I'm not playing uh, Phantom Hourglass. I'm not playing Spirit Treks. Um, the only way I'd play those games is if I had physical copies. I do have a physical copy of Spirit Treks. I do not have a physical copy of Phantom Hourglass. And just playing those games with the stylus controls sound like a nightmare. So we're not playing those games. So <clears throat> the only one that we're visiting in this in this timeline is the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Uh, so, uh, a little bit about this game, 
um, <clears throat> it sets the the story sets it up with the um, <clears throat> there's like a, an opening cutscene talking about basically what happens in Ocarina of Time, and then but then it it shows um, it shows uh, like what happens after. So Ganon breaks out of his seal like the seal breaks and Ganon comes back the people think that the hero of time is going to show up again and um <clears throat> he doesn't uh he doesn't appear so they are left to appeal to the gods which what they do is uh <clears throat> essentially you find out through the story is they uh drown all of Hyrule create the great sea and put some of the ancestors the people that they sort of plucked people from hyrule and put them on uh, the mountaintops which formed into islands and that's sort of the the how the wind waker came to be so link uh just so happens that he's celebrating his 10th birthday um he gets the uh green garb um and uh he's a little pissed off about it at first uh but his grandma's like, you only have to wear it one day. Um, <clears throat> and um, his sister uh, ends up getting kidnapped. And uh, he uh, goes in to, to, to save her as well as um, figure out a few other things uh, in regards to, to the story. And, um, you know, you end up getting the... Uh, basically you get the you get the, uh, you make your way to this place called the tower of the gods after getting these three pearls from these three dungeons make your way to the tower of the gods um and your sort of character that leads you there the your your, your navi your uh your uh um your midna as it were and this is is the king of red lions it's this boat um <clears throat> and uh you know, this game came out in 2002, so I want to be talking spoilers, but spoiler alert, um, the boat is actually the king of Hyrule. After you go to the Tower of Gods, you pass the test, you are transported back down below the sea to Hyrule, you get the Master Sword, um, you go confront Ganon, Ganondorf, um, and he's like, they ain't gonna do shit, uh, you, uh, the sword is not powered up. Um, so you find out that you have to power up the sword through these two other temples that you have to go to, uh, the Earth Temple and the uh, Wind Temple, um, but while bringing sages along. Um, one is Orito, uh, named Medley, and the other one is uh, Makar, which is a little uh, uh, Korok. Um, <clears throat> this game, uh, and then ultimately after you do that, you power up your sword, um, you find, you have to find eight eight shards of the Triforce of Courage. You reassemble the Triforce of Courage and then you make your way back to Hyrule, confront uh, Ganondorf, and then the, you know, the tale wraps up as it were. And so that's just a, a brief synopsis of it. But so what's interesting about this game is tr the traversal aspect of it is so you're sailing in a boat. The whole, like, there's islands, there's a grid. I believe it's like... Um, 49 so it's like seven by seven grid um each um sort of section has its own little islander own little something there for you to kind of explore 
and uh, so you're traversing on your boat. Uh, you get things along the way, such as like a cannon. Um, you get like this um, grappling hook that you can also use uh, to dig up treasures from the ocean. Um, you find things such as treasure charts to help you find things like heart pieces or extra rupees. Um, uh, things like that you come across uh, big octos which are essentially like these uh, kraken versions of octoroks and they have either four eight or twelve eyes and you're supposed to either shoot them out you using uh, your cannon uh, a bow and arrow or a uh, god forbid you use your boomerang I did it um, but <clears throat> but the boomerang is like the hardest like way to do it because you have to like hit the eye several different times and, and anyways so Basically, like, it's, you know, when playing through this game, I did not realize, like I said, how much of a huge departure this game was from the series. Because, one, Hyrule's not at the forefront. You're exploring this this great sea, this whole new area. This was a huge first um, for, for uh, any Zelda game that wasn't Link's Awakening, where... But the thing about Link's Awakening is you're confined to just one island, Colahan, whereas the Great Sea, you're you're able to explore essentially these 49 different little spots. Um, and there's like, you know, it's, there's that. Another notable thing about this game is this is the last time that I can recall, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is this is the last time that the magic meter appears uh, and in subsequent Zelda games. I believe it would, would be replaced with something called the Stamina Wheel, uh, which was uh, debuted in Skyward Sword and was, in my opinion, perfected in Breath of the Wild. Um, so, yeah, last known to me anyways. I mean, I could, you know, I could very well be wrong. Um, instance of the the magic meter was in, was in this game. Um... The thing about is like, so I want to talk about like, before I kind of get my overall feelings is just when this game came out, this was back in 2002, 2003, like I'm talking like early mid aughts, uh, internet people will go on message boards and even say, this is, um, the best Zelda ever. Um, it's one of my favorite, uh, or they would say this game is fucking trash. How dare Nintendo make Zelda look like such a kitty game and really just like tear into it. People didn't like the ending. People didn't like um, that. It was this like cell, sh cell shaded, um, very colorful. Um, Link is like really expressive. Um, there's a lot of like... Um, it's very lighthearted. I think this, this Zelda is great because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and people didn't like that. People didn't like the sort of like lightheartedness and like goofiness of Wind Waker at the time. The thing is, is as time goes on, as is always the thing that happens, this game has obviously grown more fondly in, in people's eyes. Um, and people look back on it with... Uh, a lot of love and adoration and people really love this game now and it is considered one of the top uh zelda games some people uh quite a few people would say that this is their favorite uh zelda of all time and having just beat it having just experienced it in a probably quick um 
five days. Uh, I think I started on Monday um, or Tuesday even. I think I started on Tuesday, actually, um, having just finished it um, today on St. Patrick's Day. I got to say, the way I'm feeling right now is it's the best 3D Zelda uh, that isn't Breath of the Wild. Um, that I don't know if that's like a hot take or not, but... In terms of like, it is the one that to me aged the best. I feel like it looks the best uh, style. Like the sound is fantastic. Um, I, I really love the overall vibe of it. Um, like I said, you know, it's very lighthearted at times. Like it, it, can, it gets serious, um, especially in in the end um, with your confrontation with with uh, uh, Ganondorf. Um, it also has like the best final boss fight in any Zelda game, um, in any 3D Zelda game anyways, um, just the, the face off with, with Ganondorf, um, is, is fantastic. Um, the, the whole setup there's like, uh, I don't want to get too much into it just in case for whatever reason you haven't played, but it's, there's some like big dramatic reveals. Um, and then the fight itself is just, it whips ass. So like that whole sequence is, is really good. Um, <clears throat> and the way it ends and like, I, posted a picture on twitter so whatever i don't care about spoiling this specific part but it ends with you pushing your master sword right into gandorf's head and then hyrule starts to um it starts to to drown uh and you essentially like you know hyrule goes away um and yeah like i said people were pissed about that um they were not huge fans of that I, I knew some people who were mad at that because they they loved Hyrule like Hyrule was very much a part of the Zelda experience and how dare they you know take that away from us us fans um so but I loved it um having played through the um the HD remake is way more beautiful there's some really good quality of life stuff with the the swift sail um there's just a it makes like there's not like such big differences between the HD remake and the um, like normal GameCube version, um, but for the most part, like like the quality, the stuff that they did do was really good. I will say, and I think it's because I was playing with a controller and not technically using a gamepad. The the one th my one little gripe is, and I don't know if it was just because the HD version, I don't remember how the GameCube one operated, but when you would use an item that forces you to, to aim, um, you would have to use the, uh, the right stick to aim. Um, instead of like, I think originally, like you would have to use the left stick and you wouldn't just be able to move. Well, in this version you could move. Um, but then like, you like have to move the re the reticle with the right stick and it took a little th for me to get used to for whatever reason um i know that's like normal in other games but for whatever reason like this game it like kind of tripped me up like i don't know why <laughs> like it was i mean it was just used to the fact of like having to use the um use the like left stick in the G gamecube era i <clears throat> i honestly don't know um but no, this game's great. It has some really good dungeons. Like I said, one of the best boss fights. Um, I'm really, really feeling this this Zelda. Um, I, I do think it's better than Twilight Princess. Um, I definitely think it's better than um, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time uh, 64. 
the 64 versions. I don't know how I feel about putting it above the 3DS remakes of those games. But to me right now, I feel like that's kind of where it has to be, right? You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I feel like that that's the, the, the placement of like, of all, I, I would say of all the 3D games that I played this, this past playthrough, I think I got the most enjoyment. I think that's why I beat it really quick too. Um, because I just wanted to play. I just kept wanting to play it because I, I had a genuinely like really good time. There's no point where I was really like frustrated. Um, you know, I, I just like from front to back, like, you know, it was, it was great. Um, and yeah, when Wind Waker is, is really good. It's, it's, it's a lot better than I rem- remember it being like my, I feel like because I'm having this such huge reaction to it, like in the past, like I wouldn't even really give Wind Waker much of a, of a thought. Like, you know, I always thought it was good, but like, I would definitely say like, Oh, you know, like Ocarina of Time is better. Oh, um, I had a better experience with like Twilight Princess and stuff like that. And, um, I think now, like as a 33 year old, um, dude, like, you know, the way I'm feeling is, uh, I think, um, I gotta give it to Wind Waker as this, the best 3d Zelda that isn't breath of the wild because breath of the wild to me is the best, uh, Zelda game of all time. Currently. Um, we'll see how tears of the kingdom stacks up, but, um, yeah, the more, um, I don't really have much else to say other, other than like, I just think it's a really solid Zelda experience. I think the time, like the amount of time I put into it, I think was overall like 24 to like 28 hours roughly. Um, and yeah, I think that was a really good sweet spot. Um, just a really, really 10 out of 10 good, good experience. Um, just the the art direction for it just everything about it like i i could go on and on i won't but i feel like just really fantastic like i'm, I'm super super glad that i was able to kind of revisit this this game and um experience it again um you know if i give it a couple more like you know if i give it a couple more weeks or months and think back about it you know my opinion may change um but currently yeah i'm really i'm really hot on this game and i think uh with the nintendo eShop on the wii u closing uh i think you can get this day this game for 20 bucks um so if there's a way for you to get it uh, and if you have a wii u right uh lying around and it's not bricked um i would say get this before you can't uh, because this is the best way to play it and you gotta just <laughs> It's just fantastic. Um, it's and by finishing this this one, it's a little bittersweet. It's a little bittersweet because um, there's no more 3D Zeldas for this this run that I'm going to be playing. Uh, the rest is all uh, like top down, um, side scrolly uh, type situations. Um, and so last episode I said you know like the the goal is to play a link to the past uh then um the oracle games then link's awakening um and then a link between worlds and uh zelda's uh one and two um now i kind of figured out a way to make zelda's one and zelda two uh a hell of a lot less painful and people are gonna say oh i can't believe you're doing baby mode or whatever but on nintendo switch online there is a sp 
uh, version of both of those games. Um, the uh, Legend of Zelda starts you off with like I think six hearts. You have um, most of the items that aren't in the dungeon. You get the white sword. You have the better armor. You have the better shield. Um, and so like I'm I'm definitely okay with that. And in Zelda 2, you are already max level. You have all the spells. And um, to me, I'm like, hell yes. Like, leveling in that game is super painful. Like, I wonder, like, I think my DS is, yeah, my DS is dead. I would check to see um, how much time I put in. The Legend of Zelda, Link's Adventure, is very hard. Um, outside of the, is the hardest game I've played outside of the Dark Souls series um so yeah any any kind of like leg ups that i can get to where i'm not spending hours like grinding out um stuff to level because at the end it's like it gets kind of ridiculous you need like eight thousand um experience points to get to the next like level of like magic or um like life or whatever um yeah it's just yeah so I'm going to play the, that way, to, and also it'll help me speed up getting through those games uh, rather quickly. Um, but yeah, it's my my journey doth continues. And um, yeah, if you want to watch me stream, I'll be doing it live on twitch.tv slash mythemim, M-Y-T-H-E-M-I-M. Uh, you can also find those Twitch replays on youtube.com slash mythamin uh you can also find me on twitter at brn hoff you can find the network on twitter at indiesaurusnet follow uh for all the wonderful shows i was just on an episode of radish which came out a couple days ago fantastic episode in my opinion uh and not just because i was on the episode but i think it was just a really solid episode overall overall so um yeah uh otherwise if you, you can go to indiesource.com you go to indiesource.com slash discord to join the discord um and yeah we're just gonna keep this uh zelda train going you know uh wind waker 10 out of 10 um i the idea of doing a tier list um is definitely appealing to me more and more now that i think about it and i think after all is said and done um I am going to plan to do it. I think I'm going to do it on Twitch and I'll record it so that I can also put it on, uh, onto the podcast audio only type type situation. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, Zelda, it, it just, it keeps being like the series, like as a whole, like as I keep replaying through it, I just, you know, really makes me, glad to be revisiting these games and like really is a genuine reminder of like why these games are my favorite like in the first place so anyways uh that's all i really got i'm, I'm kind of rambling but wind waker play it if you haven't uh to me it's a it's a must play zelda for sure um but yeah i've been brandon hoff this has been new nintendo podcast xl thank you so much for listening and as always we don't have one more thing for you. <laughs>